recorded live. Hello, it's been a week. Welcome to Our World with your hosts, Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you today, sir? Everything's good. How's everything with you? I am good, man. Uh, no complaints at all. Good to hear. We got a chock full of show today. And uh, I'm going to let you uh, pick the direction we go right now. Uh, we could talk about Eminem's album. Have you heard the whole album? Yeah, I've heard the whole album. Okay, we could talk about that. We could talk about sexual harassment. We could talk about Omarosa leaving the White House. It's, it's your choice. Well, let's start with the Eminem album, I guess. Okay, Eminem, Revival. I did something with Revival. Before I get into detail, I give it a thumbs up. What about you? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I mean, I've read reviews of some of the review people. I don't understand. I'm like, what the hell do you want from a guy? Like, you still... I read a review today. It, it, it was titled... Uh, Eminem, oh, shit, I totally forgot. Basically, the premise of it was he doesn't grow as an artist. And I'm like, the content of this album, I've never heard on any other, on any other album. As far as the content, I mean, yeah, there's songs where he's talking about his ex-wife and his daughter. Yeah, that's the same. But his lyrical content, he seems more aware to his surroundings than he has ever before. I I did something personally. I have mm -hmm. never actually ever in my life done with an album. I listened to Eminem's album, Revival, front to back. I'm not lying. I would say a good ten times. A good ten times. I'm obsessed with Revival. Yeah. Revival is already in my top three rap albums of all times. Oh, that's great. What I did, to, what I did to this, I'm so obsessed with it. I took all the hooks from the whole album, and I, I can share what you want to drive if you want. And I put them on just one, like one song. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this, like, this way, I kind of kind came up with a theme of jumping to conclusions, because I jumped to conclusions. Because I got influenced by those fucking idiots out in the world who were so pissed off that he had so many, and we talked about this, so many guest performers. Yeah. These guest performers fucking made this record. For me, my favorite fucking song on the record is uh, Need Me. Pink's. Uh, no, no, bad dad, bad husband. Bad husband, yeah, that's that's awesome. With bad, the ex ambassadors, that's the, the to me that's the greatest song right now. That that fucking hook, that dude's voice was so phenomenal. I mean, you know, so now I have to do all this research on who the ex ambassadors, and come to find out, I knew who they were already. I just didn't know their name. Okay, that bad husband, listen. The man is still hurting over losing his first love. Yep. And it, and I sympathize with him. He he realized the mistakes he made 
and he realized she made some just bad mistakes. And it sounds like if he could save her today, he would go out of his way to save her today. Yeah. And you know what? If if, if you listen to that hook and it don't hit you at no part of your soul, then something's wrong with you. Yeah, he literally says, I'm a, he, I'm a great father, but a bad husband. That's the premise of the song. It talking about their mistakes and their relationship. Not too many people could go back and try to be that honest, I guess. And when I was reading a review, the person didn't like that song. That's why I was like, this review sucks. Because if you don't like that song, it's something wrong with you in your head. See, and I understand, too. He made people think of something that they don't want to think. Men don't want to be honest that they can fuck over the woman and love the child. Yeah. And a lot of guys, there's millions of guys who are doing that today. Lay in bed with that woman and lay in bed with another woman in the afternoon, but be the best dad of all time. And he said, even in the song, he learned to be a good dad. Yeah. That he, he not even claiming that he started out as a great dad. Now, I didn't want to like this at first. By the third time, I was obsessed with this one, too. Like home. Oh, with Alicia that was, Keys. That, 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 that shit was... And you want to know something? I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. I like two things that he did. Not the Beyonce. Walk on Water is, is standalone. But what he did with Pink and he did with Alicia Keys, he had them sing. If you re-listen to the songs, he had them sing in sweet tones. There's no angry woman voice. It's a sweet sound. Matter of fact, Alicia Keys sounded like she's 14 in a, in a youth choir. <laughs> and Pink, too. So she's singing these sweet melodies, and he's telling a story about our world, yeah. America. I mean, and he put it down. I don't know. I agree. This is one of those albums that you got to – I wish I could tell millions of people – Listen to it on your own, unbiased, without the influence of uh, a Charlemagne the God, without the influence of, you know, somebody on Hot 97 or this DJ or, you know, M is M. He's still witty. He still had great hooks. I mean, there were some songs I could have did without. I'm confused about Chloroseptic. I thought I I really liked that song. I thought it was one of the best. I thought he played on uh, hip hop, southern hip hop type um, thing. Because technically it was supposed to be him and Two Chains. I don't know what happened with Two Chains, but they ended up picking Fresher, who I think is from Brooklyn. Yeah, you know what? Matter of fact, so I had to do my research on Fresher. And if you want to hear the world's worst song, Fresher and Designer. Horrible. I mean, three minutes of what the fuck am I doing with yeah, my I think life? Fresher hit song was Wait a Minute. Well, you know what? I wouldn't know. And I listened to the wrong one because if he has a hit song. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Last why, two Brooklyn huge, guys, mega hit. why two Brooklyn guys are doing a song sounding like they're from Atlanta, I have no clue. Yeah, Designer sounds like Future. So Fresher, his biggest song was Wait a Minute. But if you catch it, you got to catch it, the remix of it. Like him, uh, 50 Cent, Uncle Murder. Because a lot of people remade that song. It was, it was all right. Hmm. Now, I also liked, I like River. With River's awesome. River's awesome. 
That's why when people yeah. look at the features and they just see, oh, the review I read, it was like, oh, he's doing a song with Ed, Ed Sheeran. He would have dissed Ed Sheeran a couple years ago. Like, so the guy can't grow. That's basically what it is. And Need Me by Pink. I cannot stop playing this fucking song either. And you want to know something? This was the one song on the whole CD that I said if Pink released this by herself, it would have actually been better without him. But she put a beautiful hook. He wrote it because a couple of them, he tried to actually do his little singing on top of their singing. Yeah. Uh, on a whole, this this one goes right up there in my, my hierarchy of rap CDs. I, I have no issues, no problems. I mean, uh, <laughs> Heat and Believe and Remind Me, I could have did without. Heat and Believe. Uh, one of those. I, I'm not big on the Rick Rubin produced tracks, but that's me personally because I'm not big on like the Beastie Boys type of uh, beats and stuff. So when I hear the beat, it just like makes me change the song, but I, I, I can understand why some people like it. Yeah, frame nowhere fast in your in your head. Mm. Well, castle on the in your head, castle on the rose. Wait, was it in your head? I can't remember. I know castle yes, on the rose is about his daughter. I'm trying to think. See, I can't recall what in your head was about. See, some of the songs caught me by the hooks. Yeah. Some because I I always say this. This is just me when it comes to rap. I am not the dude who's sitting down and listening to like what I would call. J. Cole two albums ago where you got to listen word for word of everything he says. I'm also trying to get some enjoyment out of the music. Like those ones, like I said, with Alicia Keys and uh, Sharon and um, Pink, they hit me from the hook. Now I'm hooked in from the hook. So now I want to hear what the song is. Well, you should go back and listen to the... I don't know, it it may be a cup of tea, but on Pink's album... There's a song with Eminem, so I guess they just swap features. I yeah, think you know him what? and Pink could come out with an album together. You know what? Especially a sweet, the sweet Pink. Now on her on her album, she was more of the aggressive Pink. Yeah, yeah. This one, she was sweet, and I, I kind of like the story. You know, she's saying, "I keep thinking about this shit. You need me. You you might need me." Yep. Your life is a mess. I'm here to clean shit up for you. I mean, you know, Eminem took some, he, he always is self-debasing. You know, when he says stuff like, you know, you piss me off, I go to the studio and drop Mockingbird. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's vicious. But now he understands how vicious he was by even doing a Mockingbird. Yeah, because he even says, like, uh, I know in one of those songs, I don't know if it's sure, it was one of the songs on the end, if it was In Your Head, Castle or Rose. But he talked about how he tried to shield his daughter from fame, but he always used her name in songs, so he wasn't sure if he was causing her more harm than good. Yeah. I mean, so it's, you know, it was it, it was great. And I got, I took about seven songs from the CD. They're now in, in my ride wrong. Yeah, you said if you whole could, CD. If, if you got nineteen songs on the CD and a person like seven of them in this day and age, that's a that's a good album. And on top of it, like I said, that I created this hook track, and it wound up being like eight minutes long. I think when I get in my car tomorrow, that's the first thing that I'm putting on. The first tune that I'm hearing, 
it's, it's, it's going to be eight minutes. It's no, actually, no Eminem involved at all. It's just the singers. It's Beyonce, Alicia, Pink, Ed, and um, the ex-ambassadors. I just took all theirs. Every time they sung, I clipped it, and I added it, and I clipped it, and I added it, and I came up with a song, and it actually flowed. Worked. Oh, okay. It worked because it went from Need Me to Like Home to River then bad husband, and I wanted to end it off on walk like walk on water because he ends that by saying I'm just a man. Yeah, and that's and that's how it flowed. And it actually, when I did it like that, I said, you know what? It's almost like if you put it backwards, he's telling a story, but the 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 way the tracks are listed, they're backwards. So but if you get them, you go reverse if, order. Yeah, if you reverse them from. If you reverse them from, say, something like Castle or Need Me, and then you end up with Walk on Water, he ends it perfect because he knows he's being dissected more than anybody else is being dissected. He's getting, this fucking guy is being dissected line by line. Yeah. Now, so I, I, I listen to him and, you know, all this shit pops up on YouTube. So this weekend I also found some more My Song. Okay. He believes something better than I ever been. He's definitely into social conscious rap without being what he actually even calls like a clowny social conscious oh, yeah. rapper. I forgot the name of the group that he's a part of, but he's like uh, it's, it's three people, him and two girls that they like d does the march on Washington and stuff like that. So he's very politically uh, uh, conscious. Yeah, and another song he had is You Can't Do Nothing With Me. But I think that might be reverting back a couple of years ago to where he was more of a street artist. Okay. But, so I guess we both agree, man. It's a, it's a definite buy. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a, I, I really, like I said before, I don't understand where these people, what people are reviewing. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's his political tone because all the Trump stuff he's put out lately. And they may be Trump people. I, I don't know. It's like they have some form of bias. Because normally I could, I, I'm not a, 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 a Elmatic fan. Like where I'm like, oh yeah, everything he puts out is great. But I just don't see how people can't like, especially the Bad Husband song, which I've, well, a couple of reviews I read that was on a what the hell was that type song. Bad Husband is. That shit should be at the Grammys. Yeah. That husband is, 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 is beyond. I don't give a fuck if you're a rapper, a rock star, country and western. It works. Yep. It's, it's, not just, it's not just the hook. It's the words. It works. I do and miss the... Uh, I would say I would... Uh, the only thing I did miss is a larger production from Drake. Hmm. I mean, he's listed as on as producer, and I guess he mixed a lot of the records. But I'm talking that that Dre unique Sound. Dre beat, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I, 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 I really dug it, man. And it's something that's on, like I said, it's on my uh, absolute playlist, and it's my show. Now I, I actually shouted you out, and I gave you a big thank you. This fucking Black Mirror TV show, yep. 
It's beyond it's beyond outstanding. They've redone the Twilight Zone like four times, and they all been fails. Mm-hmm. This is the Twilight Zone on steroids. Yeah, this show is amazing, man. Amazing. I think it was only one episode I didn't really care for, but everything else was amazing. Well, I watched season one, I watched season two, and I also watched uh, the White Christmas special. Wait, so you, you didn't see season three yet? No, I'm getting to season three. And matter of fact, season four is released on December 29th to anybody who's listening. Yeah. So you have to see this first episode. And I thought about this, Nat. And I got to ask you the question. Is there any, I mean, I know you love your family, but could you, could you do, could you fuck a pig in front of $1.4 billion to <laughs> save anybody's life? Oh, and don't get yourself in trouble now. Yeah, I know, but I, I guess my daughter, because <laughs> I have to. <laughs> you know what? I, I love my wife, but my wife told me she would have issues with me even you know, coming back home. <laughs> so I might as well let her die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, damn, who, who, what is going on with this writer that he even came up with this scenario? Uh, they showed us that in school. I didn't know anything about this show. And they showed us that first episode in school, and I was hooked. I was like, oh, this show is crazy. I loved White Bear. White Bear. Which one was White Bear? That was the black lady who everybody was walking around with their cell phones oh, just taping. That was awesome. That one was awesome, yeah. And I also like, I'm not sure if you saw it yet, but it was about how we live in like a, a social media world. We do everything for likes. No, I haven't got that. I think that's oh, season okay. three. Oh, that's probably season three then. That was an awesome episode too. I just seen the one with uh, John Hamm where they were the two guys in in the woods for five years and never spoke. Yeah. And I'm still think I was a little confused. I'm thinking this dude was just a stalker who wound up killing the kid, the old man. And that's why he's out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they was in a, like they was in the cabin together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was okay. just an obsessed yeah. stalker. And I seen something else this week and I really enjoyed. Did not read the book, did not watch the first movie. I seen it finally. It 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 the okay. movie Stephen King it. it. Okay, wait, you saw the the remake? Yeah, the remake. Okay, yeah, I didn't see that yet. You haven't seen it? No, no, I haven't well, seen it yet. I say see it A S A P. It okay. is a winner. Uh, I don't know if you want to sit there with a little person and watch it. Might no, no, get no, a no. shit out of. Yeah, yeah. But it is. He's. It's the whole story's fucked up. You know. <laughs> Killer clowns are fucked up, man. And and I'm one of those people, I never liked clowns since I was a kid. So it's perfect for me. And I never, like I said, I never read the book, but my wife's a huge uh, Stephen King reader. Okay. And come to find out, I've watched so many of his movies. Green Mile, uh, Oh, shit, Carrie. Stephen King did Green Mile? Yeah, he did the Green Mile. He did Carrie. He did Cujo. He did Stand By Me. Oh, wow. So he's got a shitload of um, movies. Now, before we get into something really fun, another one that kind of on this topic is, uh, you know, we rush to judgment. We jump to conclusions too fast. 
this fucking Keaton Jones, and not Keaton Jones yourself, but coming to find out about Keaton Jones, this is the bully boy in Tennessee with the emotional video. Mm-hmm. They got the world up in arms. Come to find out he's, he comes from a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> now, but we jumped up. We don't, you know what? I, 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 I'm a person who believes in doing their due diligence. I failed on this one, too. Because I directly got empathetic and sympathetic and felt for the boy. I still feel for the boy if he's being bullied, but nobody is verifying it's true. Yeah, some people said, I've read reports that he may have been a bully bully and said the N-word to other students, which caused them to retaliate. Okay. And But his mama is some piece of shit. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to call, I mean, paraphrasing, if your bones ain't sticking out your body and you ain't bloody to a pulp, suck it up and, and you know, and basically you niggas, fuck y'all. Yep. And then you know, he had things to say about the, the, the anthem. Um, she had things, I think one uh, a Bellator fighter offered to take them somewhere, but she wanted money instead. Yeah, and then you, you know what? They had to shut down, and I'm hoping that they don't get a dime. They had to shut down that GoFundMe. Yeah. You know, Dana. I hope Dana rescinded his visit. Yeah, because he's some of the things that she wanted cash. Uh, forget her uh, going to an event. She's talking about she's a single mom. Uh, there's a million other single moms out there. You trying to use this as a, uh, a cash and grab? Yeah, and you're a single mom because you married a neo-Nazi who's in prison. Yeah. You know, and he looks like he's a proud Aryan Brotherhood member, you know. Yeah, but my thing is, if you had this elaborate scheme, all right, I'm going to take my son crying and talking about bullies. Cool, cool. But how about deleting what you wrote on Facebook first? But you want to know something? That, that shit's easier said than done because... Okay, you delete your Facebook, and when people start really digging in you, they pull back up shit that they liked. And oh, yeah, true. Maybe somebody liked not. See, liking won't save it. It's sharing it yeah. because this is, these are like-minded people, so they share it. Because I'm going to tell you now, man, this is miserable. This is a miserable thing to do. I've been doing this shit for a year and a half now. I am trying my hardest to delete my footprint on Facebook. And that means going through every day when that shit comes up and says, what did you do last year, this day last year? You got to delete all of those. Then you got to delete every picture. Then you got to delete every like. Then you got to delete every post. Man, this shit is a taxing. I can't wait till it comes up and says, Doc, you have nothing left. And then I can finally close my Facebook account. But I don't trust them to do it because they said that they still leave stuff. Yeah, yeah. As long I as to, anything that was shared stays, but anything you posted should disappear. Right. But I want I want it all gone, man. I want it to be like so I took I don't have any personal you can go to my Facebook, you will not find a picture of my face on my account. I went through with anything that had my home, my car, vacations, even if I had a drink in my hand and a cigar, gone. <laughs> so now it's just pictures I posted of like innocuous shit like, 
you know, the Knicks suck. But uh, it is a long process, man. It is a very long process. You know, and it sucks. Not to change the subject, but me that you said the Knicks suck, I just texted one of my friends who's like a diehard Knicks fan, and I was like, you come to find out. You see all this time, all y'all Knicks fans hated Phil Jackson, and he was fucking right. You can't win with Carmelo Anthony. Jump to conclusions again. Carmelo Anthony is, I call him, and I argue with a guy on my Facebook every day. I call Carmelo, well, first of all, I, I renamed him Clown Mellow. And then I also say that Clown Mellow is the human antivirus to winning. Yep. That's what he is. I'll go there, they'll come down. I'll go there. He's the only guy in the league who could join the Golden State Warriors and make them mediocre. Yep. I remember one time he was like, yo, Phil Jackson, I don't know what he told me. He disrespected our superstar. I'm like, obviously he knew what he was doing. The Knicks are actually winning games without Carmelo, and they just beat Carmelo without Porzingis. Yeah, it makes no sense. And you want to know something, man? Knicks fans, and I feel for them, and I really don't feel for them. I'm just talking shit. Knicks fans are so delusional that I guarantee you, in your well, of your friends, maybe your oldest brother and his friends, nobody you know have ever seen the Knicks win. No, yeah. In their life, not that a little bit, in their entire lives. Well, they but saw the most of the finals. That ain't winning. <laughs> that ain't winning. Matter of fact, my Spurs beat them and won. And, you know, I would have died if the Spurs, if the Spurs would have been the team to actually give the Knicks the championship, that would have killed me. So people would have had that on me to today. <laughs> but, you know, so they went to two finals. Yeah. They didn't win the finals. I mean, but I, they did used to compete back in those days. I will give the Knicks of the 80s and 90s. They were a tough fucking team, man. Well, I think if, you know, the problem was in the, in the 90s, they kept running against Jordan, and they couldn't, they couldn't overpass that until he retired the first time, and then they got to the final. Yeah, and, and by the time that they had the battle with Miami and Indiana, they were worn the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. You got to go through Miami, Indiana, and Chicago just to get to the finals. Yeah. And then when you get there, you got to meet Houston or San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, so that was, that, was, that was a much better NBA than this NBA. Yeah, I mean, Houston's looking awesome right now. Houston are looking like Stellar ball players. Yeah, they look like Golden State from a couple of years ago. And I don't, I don't, you know what? Other than Paul Ryan, I guess you got Ryan Anderson and, and Harding. Who the hell are they big men? I don't even know who they are. Yeah, that, that's that's a little crazy, but they they playing hella basketball. I hope they keep it up for the end of the season because I like that the West uh, pounds it out. Like you never know if the AC is going to make it to the finals in the West. That's how competitive the West is. Well, that's true. Now, I, I will say this, man. I, uh, I'm i going to go over this. Take two seconds. Mm-hmm. UFC laid another egg this weekend. They laid an egg so bad that I, I read the results before I decided to try to watch it. So I lost all interest and wound up deleting it. So I really am just bringing it up because uh, I, I, it was nothing. I would say don't even bother. The car was <laughs> shit. But at least we got Cyborg and Holmes, uh, you know, this weekend coming up. 
Yes, if if if, Cy, if Holmes beats Cyborg, she has to go down as a legend killer. Yeah, but you know what? That's the one, and that's not a great card either. But what's going to make you tune in is the headline, the main event. Yep. Now I don't even really understand what the fuck happened with this one. How the hell did L.A. say they find the gun? It kills Tupac in 1998, and the shit for 20 years is gone. Yeah, uh, I was like, this. It's, to me, I'm like, there's, there's always been speculation that cops was involved in the Biggie killing, but I'm like, come on, there had to be something else going on with both these murders. Because how often do you hear police department lose a murder weapon? Oh, yeah, because we confiscated 3,800 that year. How could we keep that one? Yeah. They have nothing but storage. One for an unsolved murder at that. Yeah, and then they said ballistics actually matched the forty caliber that hit him and to this gun. But see, here's the thing. Supposedly, this Orlando, who was the one that they've been blaming for years. What yeah. is it, Orlando Anderson? Yeah, mm-hmm. He, at this present time, he had just died. Yeah. So it would have been at least a cold case that was closed. But without now, with no gun to do forensics on, what you going to do? And matter of fact, Ned, i seen a great documentary on this guy, Orlando Anderson. This was no chump. Oh, no. That was, this, this was some, some, he was like, he was in the Crips, I know that, but he's like top level, right? Hardcore. Yeah. I mean, there's a documentary about uh, Orlando Anderson and his crew, how they're tied into Puffy and Biggie and and um, Jimmy Henchman. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole. I mean, it's it's like some Illuminati deep level crazy <laughs> shit. I mean, how they tied into the police and there was money exchanging. You never know who's telling the truth with these guys, but there are interesting stories. Yep. I mean, some very interesting stories. Uh, I guess you watched the U.S. I mean, the Class of Champions. Yeah, yeah. I watched it last night, but big middle finger to the WWE Network, which I decided to sign back up for and at the after the match, at the Kevin Owens match, it just cut off. Oh, well, that that, that kind of sucks because there was still the main event. Yeah, I missed two matches. I didn't even see the Kevin Owens match. I, it, it turned off, and then when I logged back on, it wasn't even listed there anymore. I was like, what the hell? But you know what kind of sucks about that is – and I think this might be part of their problem. They probably overtaxed the system. I received the email from the WWE Network on Thursday. They're giving me three free months. Okay. Yeah, that's why. That's the only reason I signed back up because I had a, a free month. But I'm like, come on, you, you just lost a customer because I might have forgot to cancel it. But now, now I'm making sure when I get home to sign in and cancel. Uh, another time, jump to conclusions. I am really. I really have to rethink this fucking, uh, maybe not champion, Jinder Mahal worked a great match again. Yeah, I heard that his match with, uh, that match was awesome. But Jinder do you Mahal- credit it to AJ? Because AJ always has great matches, or did Jinder hold his own? You, I'm going to give AJ credit for being the guy taking it. 
You have to, the only way to make gender look good, he's got to be super aggressive and a powerhouse. If you do that, especially with AJ's size, the difference in size or height, yeah. AJ, AJ just looks like he fly. It looked like he was literally throwing AJ around like Brock Lesnar was. <laughs> so it was awesome. And this fucking... Can't stand him. He's pain drying. Baron Corbin, another good match. Oh, yeah, that match was awesome. Him, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler, who WWE finally realized he has a job. And they'll take that. They'll disrespect him in about two weeks. But I didn't think that was bad. But Natalia and Charlotte are not good together. Yeah, they're not good together. Not at all. Not at all. I don't know if it's Natalia so dry, but... It just don't work well, then you can't have a lumberjack with nine lumberjacks. Natalia is a 1980s WWE wrestler. She's Bret Hart. Headlock and Holem. Yeah, she's Bret Hart. To me, she's the yeah. female version of Bret Hart. But that's who taught her, her father and Bret. Yeah, it was whole modes. You mean to tell me you can't add some of these, uh, you can't add no new moves in, some, some learn some new tricks? You know what? When you are built like a firehouse, fire hydrant like she is, there's not a lot of jumping, leaping, and shit going on with her. And I you mean, know damn, Nia Jackson do a flip. And I don't like, I don't like really seeing Charlotte doing these fucking moon salts backwards off this these top ropes to the ground. Yeah, they should have made I mean, that a special move. She should not be doing that every night. I mean, it's insane that that she takes that kind of risk, but she doesn't. I, I didn't mean, even realize Charlotte may be the oldest. Uh, uh, I'm not sure Natalia's age, but she may be the oldest woman right now. I didn't realize she was in her 30s. The rest of the girls was in their 20s, besides Tamina. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, but she, the fucking woman works like her life depends on it, man. Uh, and she now, probably has I, the least experience out of everyone. Yeah, but see, I didn't, I didn't keep up much with her in NXT. Now, I will say this. I want to see them do this again, but do it better. I love what they're doing with this Aiden English and Rusev. The crowd was hot for Rusev. Yeah, yeah, the crowd loved the crowd Rusev. Was, where the fuck was this? I don't even know where this pay-per-view was from. Oh, SmackDown. Wait, what do you mean? No. I mean, where, where, did they, uh, where was the event? Oh, they was in Boston. Well, they loved Rusev in Boston, man. That crowd was hot. You know what? That was a long promo, and the fans never got bored. Yeah, the WWE they never dropped the got ball with Rusev, with man. They dropped the ball with Rusev. He came in as a machine and then turned into a, the Brooklyn brawler, and now it looks like the crowd is behind him again. I but that was a good that. tag match, too, that four, four-way tag match. I want to see that same match again at WrestleMania, but just clean some stuff up. Because there were times when it was just a train wreck when you had all eight men in there. It's kind of hard to focus on eight guys. It's like a battle royal. Yeah, yeah, but I but, don't know, man. The Usos been working. This has been some of the best Usos work I've seen. This evil Usos thing is working. Man, and you know what? I got nothing but respect for this big boy. Big E who is the thickest, buildest oh, yeah. man, he takes 
flips and bumps beautifully. Yeah. I mean, he really, he works so, matter of fact, those guys should be each other's best friends. They should go to barbecues. I mean, <laughs> they made each other. Yeah. The New Day and Usos, they work, that shit is legitimately peanut butter and jelly. They work so well. Anytime they near each other, but Shelton Benjamin threw one of the Usos off the top rope. And I was like, that is some beautiful shit, man. The WWE really fucked up by, or, or he messed up by not being able to come to terms and, and losing five or six years as a, a WWE wrestler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And, they say Vince holds grudges. And I'm pretty sure some of these wrestlers hold grudges. So two, two stubborn people are never going to meet. Yes, that's a, that's a rough relationship. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, and I don't even know if you've seen this match because you said it cut off. Have you noticed how much bigger Randy Orton is? Oh, no. I I, I, I see Randy Orton sometimes, and I just turn the TV. He doesn't interest well, now, me at all anymore. He must be doing something. Not only is he growing hair, but <laughs> he is also extra thick. Oh, maybe he's working out with John Jones. Yeah, uh, man, he's he's a, well for him. He better not. That's a that's a way to get your ass uh, in trouble. Now, let's talk about something else WWE related, but not WWE. The rumors of the XFL. Yeah. So Vince is Oh yeah, well you know with the problems that the NFL is having. When you got an owner, this 81-year-old asshole Jerry Richardson who owns the Panthers has to sell the team for, you know, using racial words in meetings and sexual, uh, alleged sexual uh, misconduct. And then you get people like Puffy who uh just using a PR move today. Matter of fact, you can tell your friends if they decide you got an idiot friend who actually believes that Puff can own the NFL team, you tell them ain't no way in hell. Yeah, you know, he, probably three, another, he probably need another two billionaires with him. Well, you know why he would not want to own the team? We're talking about 70, 70 to 80-year-old billionaires, white billionaires, are not going to let a Ciroc carrying girl in bikinis who's been on trial black dude into their fraternity. It's not about buying. It's not about the money. It's about they have to vote you in. Don't forget, these are the same guys who voted, who said no to Trump. Trump was too crazy for them. So could you imagine a guy with Puffy's background? He's had guys shot in cars in front of him. Puffy's been on trial for that shit with Shine. No, no way. There's not going to be no 50-cent owners. No, I mean, <laughs> the only rapper I could see being close, if he wanted to do it, it would have to be a dude. It would have to be a guy like Will Smith who's never said the N-word, who's been married, for the, never been on trial for anything, you know, has a Carlton-type uh, Carlton uh, persona. The, the the only black guy I can see actually pulling this off is either Tyler Perry, Michael Jordan, or Oprah Winfrey. Now they can own the Carolina Panthers. Well, if he says, "Hey, 
Tyler and Oprah, join me. But he have to be that partner who's getting 3% of the team. I just think he can't buy. He can't buy and be an owner. Because that's just a business. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he won't be that dude that you like, you know, the Jerry Jones. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you don't want no one in the in the owners meeting that might stand up and slap you. No, no fucking big gold chain. You don't want a guy who might say, "I want to be brother love this week." <laughs> no P Diddy. There's no fucking P Diddy's owning teams in the NFL. Now, not with old school dudes like Jerry Johnson. <laughs> and the mirrors and tissues. Hell no. I mean, that is a – think about how tight a fraternity is. It's only 32 of them. Yeah. And when this guy sells, it'll be only 31. 31 well, in the whole isn't world. It 30 because one team is owned by – I forgot what team it was. Isn't one team that's – Green Bay Packers. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Green Bay Packers is, is just a uh, publicly owned stock. Yeah. And, and and believe me, somebody solidly behind the scenes owns the most shares of the stock. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, I'm going to bring this back to the USFL, the XFL. If I'm not mistaken, when Vince did the XFL the first time, he owned every team. Did he own? Well, him and Dick, did, didn't they split it? Okay, but I'm saying, it was every team was owned by the WWE. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if, if this is the way I see that Vince could succeed. Say Vince wants to do the USFL, the XFL again. Damn, knucklehead. <laughs> but this time, he lets people buy independent teams. So now a Puffy and a 50 Cent could actually own a team. And imagine the publicity and the shit that they bring. So now Vince is just the, the head of it. He could even make Colin Kaepernick the fucking commissioner of the league. <laughs> I, mean, this is gonna, I mean, here, that's a good WWE promotion right there. I mean, damn, think about it. You have celebrities, fucking Matt Damon and, and, and Ben Affleck and own, like, the Boston franchise, Justin Timberlake. You could have celebrity owners own teams, and he would have no control over those teams. Yep. But if Vince owns all eight teams, it's just... Vince being a megalomaniac. Now, yeah, or he, he would have to come out, say, like the first season he comes out with eight teams again. And then if it does well, allow the people to buy the teams. Because some people might I, not look at it as an investment. Yeah, well, I, I can see that. And I agree with that, too, because here's the difference between Vince now and XFL then. Vince is closer to a billionaire now. Oh, he yeah. wasn't a billionaire then. And billionaires have a lot more power than millionaires. Yeah. And so, he, knows what, he actually knows what doesn't work anymore because he, he went so extreme with some of the rules in the XFL. Yeah. You know what? He hate me might not be a good name on the back of a jersey. Not today. I mean, you know, NFL is having – the NFL has been – they got a John Van Dam – roundhouse kick to the face this year between owners acting up, star players being hurt, star players being suspended, this uh, Trump in the ass. It was not – I mean, the football's been great to me. Yeah, yeah, football's been excellent. It's just the uh, the outside stuff has been a mess, man. And yeah, they, 
they need to figure some things out. But yeah, I agree. So Omarosa, December sixteenth, almost twelve months. She woke up from being in the sunken place and realized that she worked at the White House. Man, that lady. First off, did you see the interview with her on Good Morning America? No, I wouldn't watch it, so you're going to have to enlighten me. Oh, man. It was so bad. Like She was talking about how she took the job to, uh, she was helping advance the African-American's role in the world. And you know who Robin Roberts is, right? Yeah. So Michael Strahan did the interview with Omarosa. So then Robin Roberts, they cut the Robin Roberts talking, and she basically was like, Bye, Felicia. I was like, this is coming from a a seasoned news person? That's how yeah. much bullshit she thought that Alvarosa was speaking? Yeah, and Rob, you know what? I'll give your boy credit. I loved him this weekend. Kevin Hart hosts the Saturday Night Live. Okay, that that skit with him in the office and had to take a shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that... Kevin Hart, if Kevin Hart could be that Kevin Hart all the time, and that just, you know what skit really got me? When he was married to Leslie Jones, uh, and they were, at the, <laughs> they were at somebody's house, yeah. and him with the big teddy bear, and he, and he was a brow-beaten man. <laughs> but they did some good skits on Omarosa on Saturday Night Live, too. Yeah. And... You know what? Omarosa was a wag job when we first met her on The Apprentice. Yep. The first time we met her on The Apprentice, and you know how whacked out you got to be that 10, 15 years later, Trump still wants to keep you around and you the wrong color? You mm-hmm. know how fucked up you got to be? You the wrong color and a woman, and he keeps you around. I wonder would it have been the same, because I think she was married to Michael Clark Duncan, who died. The dude from that the was his girlfriend, yeah. So I was like, was he that insane too? <laughs> we don't know. You know <laughs> what, man? A lot of these people are insane, and we just think about it. We, um, The world had a seriously bad, since the last show, a seriously bad week of sexual allegations, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking Thomas Smiley. I mean, who would think of got the ass kicked. Tavis Smiley and Charlie Rose. Yeah, but I give some one thing. Tavis is fighting his. Yeah, and, and he, you know what? He's fighting the hell out of his now. Russell's fighting his, but he's yeah. he come off like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Russell went too far with the uh, not me hashtag. Oh, not just that. You don't go and get a lie detector. Oh yeah. <laughs> done by basically your attorneys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and lie detectors aren't even admissible in court of law. Yep. It's, they only use them when they think that you are lying. They never use them when they think that you might be telling. And then if you if you had nothing wrong, why would you leave all your companies instantly? He is like he thought we all forgot a week ago. He left. On, and matter of fact, on the eve of Def Comedy Jam being released, he stepped down. Oh yeah, maybe maybe he just didn't want to bring the bring them down because they say if Harvey Weinstein would have left earlier, his company wouldn't have been so affected. Hmm. Then you got but, 
Well, I don't know what Russ, because one girl, this is what I don't get. One girl admitted that she gave him oral sex, but she said she didn't want to have intercourse with him. So, that kind of confused me. But let's not forget, Russ also is the guy who said he understood that she, one girl felt intimidated. Yeah, and, yeah, that I remember. I, remember I that, mean, yeah. she felt intimidated and fearful? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said then, I say now, I don't think I've, I, matter of fact, now think, I'm going to be 100% clear on this. So if my wife listens to this 10 years after I die, no woman has under this rest ever gave me any trim. Never, ever <laughs> under this rest. Yep. I might have begged a few times, but she never was fearful or frightened. Yep. You know? Yeah, I agree. Even with Tavis part, he said when CBS, uh, PBS never met with him until he threatened to take it up in court, and then they met with him for three hours. But he said it was so hard to answer questions because they wasn't giving him any specifics, such as the victim or what happened. Because he said he did have relationships with people on his staff. Well, you know what? If you gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch who you have a bad relationship with, especially if it's at the workplace. Yeah, definitely. But you want to know what? Workplace relationships is, might be one of the worst if it doesn't go right. And that's why a lot of places that jobs really frown on it. But you know, Tavis, he's got his fight to fight. This fucking supersize me guy, Morgan Spurlock. He uh. He has to leave his production companies, and fucking Dustin Hoffman sound like a a beast. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. I don't know what. Man, he's. He, I don't know what the hell is wrong with Dustin Hoffman. And Mario Batali is on that shoe show in a day, and eight fucking women. Eight. I mean, these dudes are. See, it's not like one guy, and, and we do have to straighten some things out. There's some things gentlemen have to know. She works with you. Don't send her fucking pictures with anything without all your clothes on. Yeah, I agree. Have all your clothes on. Don't ask. Don't ever ask her how she likes to do anything sexually. Yep. Never tell her your ass is looking high in those jeans. Now, if y'all, if you, and I've been there, I have banged coworkers back in my day. I have done it. Mm-hmm. But it was mutual. You move on. You hope that everybody's adult about it. It might have been a drunken night. Sometimes it's a one-time deal. Yep. You don't play the stalker role. And you don't leave a paper trail. Why don't guys leave paper trails? No, I don't know. I have, I, everyone I, I know that has gotten caught doing something, it's always because it was an email or a text message. One thing, you know what? Guys, we are so different than women. Be very suspicious of a woman that wants to see a picture of your dick. Yeah. Women don't want to see your dicks unless they bang you. They just don't. It's not. Women are not as visual creatures as we are. Yep. You know what? Hey, baby, I was thinking about you. Send me a picture of your dick. It said no women ever. Yeah, I'm not even. I don't even ask females for pictures. Yeah, I mean, let me see a picture of your boobs. Text it to me. What the fuck I want to see that for? Yeah, you just might, you just might as well admit to just give me be some wanking going on. And that's not that's not something that a guy like me is ever trying to admit. 
Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. And then something might go wrong, and now you're like, oh, you wasn't saying that when you sent me that dick pic. Yeah. I ain't doing nothing you could throw back in my face. Yeah, I, I'm glad I come from the era where it was phone calls, beepers, and that was it. Yeah. And the answer machine. There was no possibility. And there would have been no way in the world that I would have sent something via email. <laughs> but this fucking, uh, this, this text messaging, I mean, it's like instantaneous. And then what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, I don't think I ever text message anyone any form of a picture. No, I, but I, I can 100% say that I have never. It is just not something that I would do. And these guys, like I said, they leave these trails. Now, what's going to be interesting is ESPN and NFL had a whole bunch of guys get suspended too. Yeah. You know, but Disney just brought a, a big, huge chunk of Fox. Yeah, they get to bring in Marvel gets to reunite with the X Men. Now, what's gonna what's kind of confusing me is you got especially if you're a sports fan, you got Fox Sports, right? You yeah. got ESPN Sports. They compete against each other. Oh, no, I no, wonder I think, what they're gonna I think do. The, the sports and news is separate. I think they kept sports and news. Did they come over with the deal? It didn't. I thought that was a part of the deal. Well, I thought it, it was, was just. Their movie studio and their production companies, but they was because they wanted to focus on sports and news only. Hmm. Because there was a big rumor that last Wednesday, ESPN sat down with all of their sports guys and girls, ladies, and told them that under no circumstances are they to ever mention anything, one, in the news, two, Anything to do with Trump unless he involves himself in a sports story. Now, I kind of find that bad because it's like they're censoring the, the whole sports division. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's crazy. Because even when they got rid of, well, not rid, when they suspended Hill, Janelle? what's her first name? Janelle Hill. She was talking about Trump, who Trump was talking about the NFL. So technically, it was a sports thing. So I, I didn't understand. It's like ESPN don't want nothing to do with the political climate right now. Yeah, we, me and my wife was talking about this, right? And we've noticed, like, the last two weeks we watched our first take, we've been noticing that we've been watching what we call Pod Max, Max Kellerman. Mm -hmm. It's like they got the real Max Kellerman locked in the basement, and this guy who just drones on, they put him in front of the camera for two hours, five days a week. Like, he can't say anything. He eludes but can't say. Well, we know Stephen A ain't going to say shit because he's not, jeopardizing. Yeah. he's not he, jeopardizing that paycheck. He tapped nothing in the room. He's not Shannon Sharp at all. No, no. He is not pissing any. Matter of fact, Stephen A loves to, he loves to tell you how much he loves and respects you before he says even anything I owe bad about you. <laughs> you know I love you. I respect you. I met your mother one time. But you could have hit that jumper. I mean, Dan, why did we have to hear that two-minute thing about yep. how much you love him? All you was talking about was his jump shot. Yeah, I think if they could have put, it would, I guess they couldn't do two black people, but replace the guy Shannon Sharp is with, with Stephen A. If Stephen A had left ESPN, I would have liked to see the back and forth between him and Shannon. Um. Oh, well, you know what? Then... Then Stephen A would go really black. Oh, he would have to super black because Shannon might just reach across the desk and uh, 
and and choke them and and, and say, you know what? I do need to waken you from that sunken place. <laughs> because you know what? We make a joke about it, and and in the movie, I didn't really like Get Out, but there are a lot of people living in the sunken place, man. Yeah. Oh, FYI, you know? I don't know if you noticed, know and I know it's not what our topic list, but you know. I think Get Out was nominated as a comedy. Uh, you know what? I want to know. I want somebody. I did see that, and I want somebody to explain to me in what planet. If your name is not Donald J. Trump, how did you find that? Or Roy Moore. Roy Moore thought it was a comedy. Yeah. But uh, who the hell else found that was a comedy? Was it because his buddy that he used to he was on the phone with? You remember he would call that guy Oh, on the phone. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the guy, uh, I forgot his name, the little short guy that's always wearing jerseys. Oh, Little Rail. He was yeah. a comic relief, but he, he had, what, 10 minutes in the movie? Yeah, and now, matter of fact, that ties us back to a story. He was, that guy was in one of the first episodes of Black Mirror. Little Rail? No. The lead guy in uh, Get Out. Oh, Get Out, yes, yes, yes. You're right, you're right, yes. He was one of the lead guys, and I think it was episode number two. Yeah, 15, that was the, the gym. Yeah, 15 million merits. Yeah. And, and that's probably the, the one that you dislike the most. Yeah, yeah, that, I yeah, think that one. Yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of a wacky story. Yeah. <laughs> American Idol. Really in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I tell people, if you have time, it's only four episodes, four to six episodes per season. It's a good show to watch. Yeah, now, before we get out of here, just want to touch on this one because I, I don't want to leave this. I think the Michigan police fucked up. You don't have to arrest, you don't have to handcuff an 11-year-old girl at gunpoint. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, 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 think, I think there's a way around that. I mean, you could physically, if you had to, tackle her, and that wouldn't leave a scar on her brain like a gun being pulled on her. Yeah. Especially by the law. Now, who's she supposed to trust? She's still got mommy and daddy, but she'll never trust the law. Yeah, never again. I mean, you, you took that away from her at 11 years old. We, Our law cannot handle... I mean, I understand there might have been some shit going on in the house, but did they think that she was going to be the one to come out there and handle business? Yeah. If they, but see, they, to me, they always use that line, I felt threatened. And yeah, once now, they say that, it's okay. Now, I did see a video today somebody shared on my YouTube, and I don't know how recent it was. A black man got shot and killed by a cop, but he was beating up one cop. And the cop is begging him on this. It's like three, four minutes. Please let go of me. And then he charges another cop, and another cop shoots him. You know, we, we, we have to be real. There are still shit out there, and there are still people out there doing bad, and, and skin doesn't give you a pass. If we don't want to give them a pass, we can't give our own a pass when we fuck up either. You know? Yeah. Yep, I agree. I mean, you go in and, and you shoot up a place. I don't want to hear about five white men, you know, the five white men. Oh, well, the cops were able to arrest him without killing them. You know what? Maybe this motherfucker needed to die that day. 
You know, and all these people, oh, man, why are all the brothers in jail? Well, I guess you didn't grow up where I grew up, because there was a lot of thuggy motherfuckers. <laughs> you, know, I, you know what? I grew up with 50 Cent was terrorizing whole communities. Yeah. Not the Curtis Jackson, but the real serial killer little motherfucker. Yeah, I Tell like when people say, uh, free so-and-so. I'm like, yo, you know he just killed like two people, right? You talking about free him. Yeah. Because he your homeboy, you want him free. But he, you was, when, you, when he was outside murdering people, your ass would come outside. And, and, and I'm going to tell you now, man, every fucking, every black community or ghetto-type community has their little 50 cents. Oh, yeah. Every single one. He's the dude that makes motherfuckers who think they tough walk four blocks away because they hear that he's around. Yep. I remember this. this I'm not joking. This little motherfucker had people downtown Brooklyn literally saying that they was not going downtown because they heard that he was on the block. <laughs> See, a dude that'll shoot you in front of 12 witnesses middle of the day is dangerous, motherfuckers. I don't want to hear about uh, he, you know, the cops. I don't want to hear about the law in that instance. I don't want to hear about color. Right and wrong. Well, Nat, man. Hold on. Before uh, we wrap you up, I meant to ask you the other day when we talked on the WWE. What did you think about the Woken Hardy? Uh, you know what? It takes me... Right now, I, I, I don't like the back and forth of just the stupid laughter between him and Wyatt. Uh, Woken? Get him away from Wyatt. <laughs> That's, right now, Wyatt is the antivirus of success in the WWE. So maybe if he's just doing it, and and, and everybody said that what he used to be first he was broken, now he's woken. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him a minute, but you know what? It's been a long time since gimmick 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 guys have really worked. Like, I'm not with the Bludgeon Brothers. You cannot put a pay-per-view on and have a smash, a, a squash match. It just yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. Don't make people pay for squash matches. Yeah, you can't come out with, like, an anvil and never use it. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and besides, let Matt Hardy do what he does best. Work. Well, Get him say, away. This is the most... Uh, I didn't watch the Broken Gimmick in TNA, so this is new to me. It it actually brought uh, was a breath of fresh air because Matt Hardy as Matt Hardy was kind of boring. Yeah, he's been Matt Hardy for twenty years. Yeah, it's like but I, this new gimmick, this new character fits him better than his own self. Yeah, but you want to know something? I agree with it. I, it's, it's a breath of fresh air, but I don't want Wyatt <laughs> and then him. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, man, I'm not twelve. That's not gonna, <laughs> you know, that's not gonna get me where I need to go. <laughs> I need to, I need to see the full Monty. Yeah. That's like a woman just pulling her, you know, showing you her belly button, and you're supposed to be turned on. <laughs> Drop all the drawers, man. It reminds me of old school Ultimate Warrior. Um... Promos. Randy Savage. So you ain't understand what the hell they were saying. Yeah, well, you know what? That's gibberish. Gibberish can be good. <laughs> gibberish can be good. We ain't had a gibberish character in a while, man. Yeah. Matter of fact, I watched this thing called Blotchamania. I'm gonna end with this seriously. Blotchamania. They do the. They got this segment called the world's worst uh, promos. Mm -hmm. 
and one of them is like a Randy Savage ultimate warrior where you don't understand a really a word either one of them are saying. <laughs> and it's the greatest shit ever because they still get their point across by using the most broken of English. Well, Nat, man, it's been real, brother, and I guess we are on Friday, huh? Yes, sir. Okay, hey. wrap us on up out of here. As always, folks, we need you to sign up for the YouTube channel. We need you to go to YouTube, hit that subscription uh, subscribe button um, at Netboy Doc. You can follow us there. You can also follow us at Netboy Doc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, if you want to be part of this show, there's always a number listed. You can call in, let us know. You can email us us. Email us at netboydoc at gmail.com if you want us to discuss something or we would like to arrange to be a guest on the show. Fantastic. Well, this is Doc on behalf of Netboy Doc and our world. And like always, people, I'm just going to tell you peace. Net, my friend, peace, brother. All right. Have a good one, man. You too.